Hello, my beautiful people, and welcome to Up Level Together podcast, place to up level in every aspect of your life, from personal development to mindset and spirituality to business tips and relationships building. We bring you best interviews, tools, and inspiration where one episode can change your whole life. Here's your host, Jasna Borza. Hello, my beautiful people. Welcome to Up Level Together podcast. Today, another interview. I know I don't do them very often, and when I do, it just rains. Uh, today, I bring you a conversation with a former client, former mentee, and our really good friend, Bonnie O'Hara Graf, who is a master energy leadership practitioner and life and leadership coach. And I have watched Bonnie uh, do... Um, her work over the last two years and really pivot and create this incredible uh, presence and overcome so many different things. But it really goes back to our very first meeting where she looked at me, she said, I don't know how, but I know that I'm supposed to do this for the rest of my life. And you know when you feel just shivers down your spine when someone is actually born to do the kind of work that they're doing? Uh, Bonnie is such a natural coach. And we often laugh about it. She's like, I don't understand this whole technical part. And, you know, building a business can be just really complicating. Sometimes you want to pull your hair out. But one thing that never, um, you know, um, comes into question is her ability to coach and care for other people. So that was really brilliant. Today we talked about, you know, what leadership is. We talked about what it means to be a leader. How can we become a better leader? And really flipping this definition of a leader on its head that a mother at home nursing her children is a true leader and um, what, how that we can really apply it in our every, everyday lives and how do we redefine mistakes when we do make mistakes and also, uh, you know, how do we uh, be patient and enjoy the process when we want something that's not happening fast enough. So many juicy moments, but for me, um, you will really love the part about when she talks about, you know, not being able to have a child and, uh, what, you know, giving away everything, all the cribs and uh, baby things, uh, putting it on the on the curb, and then five days later learning that she is, um, she's been selected to to adopt a child. The 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 magic of surrender and the magic of just, you know, wanting something and just offering up to you, God and universe and really trusting that is yours to have. Beautiful, beautiful, incredible story, powerful conversation with Bonnie O'Hara Graf. Here it is. Bonnie, I am so excited to have you here for multiple reasons, mm -hmm. but welcome to Level Together podcast. Thank you, Yasna. I'm so happy to be here. Truly, you and I go... Uh, way back mm -hmm. we are actually pretty close we've got some connections lots of connections, connections. yeah but uh i i when i speak of you i tell tell always tell the people about the first time we met and we're going to talk about that and what you told me one of the first meetings that really left an impression um we to leave just a little suspense here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh but truly truly really excited i think that you are um uh, one of uh, one of the people that I know is so aligned with what she does, acts so in integrity with her soul and her calling. Thank you, thank you. And the very first time when I when when I met you, you said, I am supposed to do this work. Mm -hmm. There are few things that I know for sure, yes. like Oprah. Yes. <laughs> I know for sure. This is what I'm supposed to do, yes. And, yes. you know, you are a... Um, 
an incredible leadership coach, an executive coach, and you, um, you know, you have been creating spaces for people now for for quite some time. Um, I want to start by asking before we get into the you know questions around actual uh, coaching and leadership, you know. If you know with certainty what's in your heart, how do other people know what's in their hearts like you do? Like that certainty, like I know I'm born to do this. I, you know what, I think that you just, you hear that voice in your head enough that you just have to start paying attention. You just really have to pay your attention and ask lots of questions and listen to your gut, explore. You know, if something inside of you is telling you this is what you should be doing. Start looking for, for that. Start looking for the opportunities to do that, the people to meet to ask questions about it. Because I know for me, I was, you know, I went through my getting a degree in psychology and going to take classes for counseling, for masters in counseling. And it just, there was something more. And it wasn't until I started asking questions about what else could I do that's more about moving people forward and getting people who are already high functioning and moving. So I think that just listening to that little voice in your head, that there's something more, there's a reason why things knock on your door of your heart is because like the universe really wants you to be who you really want to be. So I guess I would say, listen to your heart, ask tons of questions and trust that no matter how long it takes, you will get to where you're supposed to go. So we all kind of know. Mm -hmm. We do. I yeah. think we do. I hear often, what did you want to be when you were a little girl or a little boy? And I wanted to be, I don't know if anybody's going to remember Charlie Brown, but Lucy had like this little setup, like a lemonade stand. And it, she'd have a little five cent can and it was, she was going to give everyone advice, tell them what to do with their life. And that's what I wanted to do at four or five. And here I am now going, I still want to do that. You know, so and you know. And it's really never too late, which is kind of interesting because right. even for me, when I, um, it took me 10 years to follow coaching, even though mm. I, I've really had such incredible interest in it, but I was so afraid or mm. felt like I didn't have yeah. credibility mm -hmm. to be a coach. Right. So it took right. me, so it's okay. Trust yourself. You're going to get there right in time. Trust yourself. Right. Right. Okay. And that's easier said than done. I, mean, I know, right? I, know, I mean, I know. we say that, oh, just trust yourself. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Get yourself a coach and, and, you know, and learn to trust yourself. Surround yourself with people that are there to help um, cheer you on. That helps too. But you really have to trust yourself. I, I love that when you said get yourself a coach because it was truly for me, I remember um, it was getting a coach uh, for the first time who said, do you, do you love yourself? And we're talking about career. I'm like, well, I'm highly accomplished. I'm very good at what I do. She's like, that's not what I asked. I said, do you love yourself? Mm. And it stopped me in my tracks. And I think that sometimes when you're feeling like I can't, I, there's a desire in my heart and I can't get it out. It's not clear. The the power of coaching. Mm -hmm. that, I mean, you. I right. think I want to talk about that today because I think it's so so incredibly important. So we're gonna we're gonna come back to that. Mm -hmm. um, okay. So you are certified. Professional mm -hmm. life and leadership coach. Yes. Okay. Yes. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> so the clouds part. <laughs> I love that. You know why focus on leadership? What is leadership? Why why Bonnie and leadership? Well, leadership, Yasna, it's really um, without good leadership, nothing really matters. 
because, and I'm talking leadership in a corporation, leadership in your life. And what it is, is just, it's the opportunity to help inspire, help motivate, and help influence people. And when we don't have good leadership, um, almost anything that you do is not going to last. The engagement is not going to be high. The, um, the longevity is not going to be high. So focusing on leadership to me really helps everything down below succeed. You know, it's just, it's really kind of like the foundation of, of whatever it is you want to do is good leadership. And good leadership is not knowing everything, not having all the answers, but really being able to help find the answers that you need and to be able to help others you know, lift them up as well. I mean, so it's about big connections. And so leadership, I think, is where it begins. But, you know, it's interesting, the, your description, because I always have to check myself. When I think of leadership, very often it's like the president of the United States mm -hmm. or the corporation mm -hmm. and that kind of work. And mm -hmm. I think we have overused and associated that word with um, leadership in the corporate world or in, sure. the, in the world of politics. But you're saying, actually, no, it's leadership every single day. It's leadership mm -hmm. with your toddlers. It's For leadership sure. with, your, with your housemates. And Yasna, when you go into businesses now, too, you're going to notice that it's kind of gone away that just because you have a title and just because you've got a rank that you're the automatic leader and people should follow you. I think what's happening today is people are more... Um, the leadership is more about the intrinsic, you know, connection that you're making with people. It's like you, you, you and I have met people that aren't necessarily the leader of the company. They're working side by side, but they've created skills that you want to follow them. You want to work together with them. You have a goal and you want to work on that team because not because they have a title and not because there's this hierarchy of who's in charge, but because they have a leadership quality. How they, they show up. How they show up, how they connect, how they talk to each other, how they listen to each other. And so that's, I think gone away is that feeling of just because you're the boss, I have to do it. Ooh. But how long does that last? And I love that there's a paradigm yeah. shift, right? Yes, happening. exactly. So when you would say we look up to someone, and we see, I, I see what you're saying, but what, what, how do we behave to, um, to create that organic leadership? Like, what are some of the traits? How do we behave? We start off with by being curious. Be very curious about the people you're with. Make, ask lots of questions. You know, it's like these little behavior things. It doesn't have to be. Um, huge fireworks of actions. It's just listening to people, make a connection with them, ask great questions, be present in the moment, be where you are right now with the person that you're, the team you're leading. And with anything, you know, whether you're leading with your child or your neighbor, you know, be present in the moment. Those are the kind of behaviors that lead you to leave people to want to follow you. And, you know, and those are things that you can be taught and those are things that you can nurture and get better at every single day. And it doesn't require a title. I think this is so what I what I love is the way you are putting it is that um, a stay at home mom with four children who very often feel neglected and not appreciated by this world. Let's mm -hmm. just be let's just say it as it mm -hmm. is. It's not mm -hmm. like, For sure. Right. Oh, that's a successful person, which drives me insane. Is that, wow, you're a leader. 
you are definitely a leader. You're bringing up a whole team that's going to go out into the world. Look at all I'm like, oh, my arms are flying. No, you're bringing up a team of people that are going to go out in the world and influence others. Yes. So you're you're influencing them, and they're watching you, and um, and they care about the connection and you listening to them, and that's what a leader really does. I really yeah. love that, and I all of a sudden I think it ties into the self worth that I'm going to feel about myself no matter where I am in my in my life, mm -hmm. whether whether society deems me as successful. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. I love that. Okay. So um, you, there's something that you, you know, you're a certified energy, um, mm. in energy leadership, and you offer an, an assessment about energy leadership. Yeah. Um, I really, that's a very new, new term to me. What does it mean? And how do we use it? Well, the, um, the energy index assessment that I do is been around for about 20 30 years and it's an assessment that basically to put it in a nutshell is how are you showing up how are you showing up as a leader because leadership is really not so much about managing time as much as it is we're managing energy we're managing the energy of the company and the team around but we're also managing our own energy mm -hmm. and this assessment is really going to tell you how you're showing up and why it's so powerful is that unlike some other assessments where it can be assessing IQ or um, capability, yeah, just most like IQ, stuff that are kind of stable. Mm -hmm. With your attitude, you can change it. You have the power to change your energy. And that's why this um, assessment is so important. So when you show up as a leader, you know when you walk into a room and you're following somebody and you're just like, what is it about this person that, why am I following this person? I've heard this stuff before. Why is it this person is, is getting into me? Because they're having an energy. There's an energy about them. And it's really, it's a conscious um, activity, a conscious thing that you're doing to help, um, help with your leadership. And so doing this assessment really helps me show you where you're showing up, where we could show up better, where we can show up differently, where you're doing fantastic. So okay. that's where it starts. It starts with how are you showing up, and people can take that assessment with you on yes, your website. Yes, that's part so, of my coaching. Mm -hmm. So just yeah. go to go to um, Bonnie's website, Bonnie yeah. O'Hara Graph, yeah. and we'll have it um, uh, here somewhere in the in the uh, description. You can um, access that. Yeah. And that's that's with anybody. When you start learning about how your energy shows up, you really see how it focuses, not only just in your business but in your everyday life. And it's remarkable the work that people walk away from understanding this assessment. So it's amazing. Okay. I love that. I love that. So um, how on earth do we become better leaders? Like, I feel like very often the the feedback that I get is people feel inadequate. They feel like I, do, I just don't feel like I'm showing up at, in my job or in my life the way, the way I should. Like, you know, and, and often they will say, Bonnie, well, I just wasn't, I'm not like you. I don't have those qualities as if a certain personality only fits, mm -hmm. uh, you know, a leader, like mm -hmm. only an extrovert mm -hmm. can be a leader mm -hmm. or an intro or whatever. Mm -hmm. So shed some light on, you know, what you notice and how on earth do we become a better leader? Uh, that's a really good question because you hit the nail on the head as far as people think that the old, um, the old saying would be or the thought process is you're I'm not a born leader you have to be a born leader and I can just blow that out of the water with you with many many studies that are research and evidence-based that you don't you're not born a leader you build up to be a leader 
and you build up by being a leader by asking questions. Be, like I mentioned, I can't say it enough, be curious, ask lots of questions. Also, when you're a leader, encourage your environment, the culture of your company to ask questions. Cause you know, Yasna, when we're little, when we're young, like with your, your kids, they're always asking questions. Their hands are up. Why? How come? Can we do this? Can we do that? And it's amazing, but something happens as we get older. We start, someone says, oh, that's a dumb question. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, why'd you ask that? Or, or be quiet. We got to keep moving. And we stop asking questions. And we also feel like when we ask questions that we're showing that we don't know something. So by being a good leader, encouraging asking questions is a huge one. And then really listen to the answers. Really listen to what people are saying around you. And it doesn't mean you have to go on and on and on, but just being able to really listen and also the subtleties, the underlying energy of a room, listen to that as well, because you really are managing the energy of what's going on. And really also, God, there's so many great things that you can do, but being present in the moment. A great leader is focused on what's happening now. He or she knows that what happened in the past is something you can learn from. It happened in the past, let it go. You cannot predict the future. You focus right here, right now. And that really opens you up to trust your gut, using your intuition, leading in the moment. And it's setting up the process of little tiny successes as you go along by staying focused. And those, those are just three really top-notch things for leadership is ask questions, be curious, and be present in the moment, and trust your intuition. I love that, and I love the comparison to, to, to children, and also I think that there's an underlying current of respect for others, and um, I suspect that ego probably gets in the way of, oh, I'm a leader, and yes. then, you know, we want to be revered, it's going to be my way or the highway, when in turn, you become a better leader by listening to others and by being present to the energy of the room and mm -hmm. their opinions. And, and as a leader, there's... When you're asking questions as well, you know, you're asking questions, but you're allowing people to ask questions. There's this back and forth. And there are these neurons in the brain, the, the mirror neurons. And if you're a leader and you're leading in a way that you're open to new ideas and also creating a culture in which mistakes are okay to be made, you know, it's okay to make a mistake. You're not going to get trashed because an honest mistake when it's made with a the company's or the family's mission and values and um, vision intact, mistakes are going to happen and you want to nurture those mistakes and allow for those mistakes to happen without feeling like they're going to get judged and the ego. Because how many things have happened that have been amazing because mistakes are made first. Mm. And when we have a culture in which we have a real negative mistakes are considered really a horrible thing to happen. People aren't going to try, you know, they're not going to be creative. They're not going to be innovative. So that's something that, you know, a good leadership is going to develop is, you know, that back and forth. Like I said, with the mere neurons, if the leader, if I'm asking lots of questions, I'm making a few mistakes and I admit it and Hey, that was a mistake. We're moving on. You're going to create a culture and environment where the same can happen because they see your leader being human. I love that. So why do you think we shame others for making mistakes? Is it to compensate for, for our own inadequacy or is it to be more superior? Because, you know, whether it's in the household or, or elsewhere, uh, I remember a few times where I felt like I was pointing out other people's mistakes. And this was 10 years ago 
where I felt like it was the right thing to do. Yeah, what is that? What, I would yeah. like to know. I've yeah. stopped doing it since yeah. because I feel like people just are, you know, and I do my best to do But what is that all about? One of the things, because I ask myself that a lot. It's like, why do, why do I feel like I have to point out that they did something wrong or that I was right? You know, I was right. I told you that was going to happen. Mm -hmm. And it shuts people down immediately. Right? It shuts people down immediately. Instead, again, asking, learning to ask good questions. Like, well, what do you think happened? Mm -hmm. You know, gosh, if that was, if you're in this situation again, what would we do differently? People know when they've made a mistake. And they know when they've been wrong. No need to shame them for No. And, and I think that, I don't know, there's got to be just something in, in us as human beings that feel like we have to, like, shine a little bit. And making someone feel bad so that we feel good is is just so counterproductive to making connections and and influencing people and inspiring people. And I, I that's an answer I just don't know, but we do, we do it. Catching the biggest thing though is catching it. Catching just asking it. yourself self awareness. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And that's a huge thing with leadership. And leadership has a lot of self awareness and self awareness and the fact that They've been there. They've done that. They're learning from their experiences. They're learning from their mistakes. They admit when they make a mistake, and that will help create a really good leader. No one really wants to follow perfection because they don't feel that connection. Oh, you know? wait a minute. You're, that's very interesting. No one wants to follow perfection? I don't believe they do. They don't feel... They don't feel um, free, you know? How many times have you been around someone that's like, oh, they're they're... They're, they're so perfect, they can't make a mistake. So you feel inadequate you in their You feel presence. inadequate, yes. And when you're with a leader or with someone that can laugh at themselves and kind of, yeah, wink, wink, I've been there before, instantly you feel relaxed. You feel that you can, you can, you know, push the envelope a little bit. Is that why you think some of the, you know, big influencers are making fun of themselves? Um, so they could become more palatable or more vulnerable. More human, more, more approachable, more, you know, and they're being careful. They're not going to maybe admit everything, but, you know, they do. It's, it really, it engages and endears people to you when you show your own humanity and you show your own, um, your own inadequacies or questions even. Like, like the question you just asked me, why do we do that? Why do we feel like we have to be right and point out mistakes? Mm -hmm. Just that awareness. It's like, I don't know why. Why do we? It's a conversation that you can open up with people, and it's just really makes people feel more comfortable, and they want to follow you. I love that. Okay, so we've talked about making mistakes. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you very often talk about making mistakes and then redefining them because um, I think in the world that we live in right now, there we make a mistake, and boy, do we beat ourselves down. We are vicious. When it comes to self guilt and punishment, when we make a mistake, very, very, and some more than others, why do we do that, and how do we redefine the mistakes um, so that they're not this thing that, that we get to be punished for? Yeah, why do we make mistakes, and why do we punish ourselves? A really good question. It's just this universal. We all do it, no matter what. No matter what, mm -hmm. we do it. And redefining mistakes is just, it's a way to get past it and not hold on to it. You know, redefining it. Like I made a mistake. This is what I did. Um, how, What did I learn from it? How could I let it go? And then how can I take that lesson to maybe not do it again later? So when you're thinking about an outcome, when you're a leader and you have a goal that you want to, you and your team wants to get this sale, 
let's just say, and you have these little goals and you set up and your idea of not really necessarily focusing so much on the exact goal, but if you don't get that goal, what mistakes are made? What can you learn from them? And then how do you redefine them by, instead of it being the worst thing that ever happened in the world, you can say, well, that was the best thing that happened because now I learned this, this, this. I'm not going to do that again faster than if I denied I made that mistake. How do you Does do it in the moment? Like, it's, it's, it's okay when I sleep, you get a good night's sleep, right? Yeah. But some days it can really derail a day. Yeah. So is what can we do in that moment of, you know, oh crap, I made a mistake. Like you actually give you, I've, I've seen you, which is why I just love even this conversation. I've seen you in situations where you, according to you, have made a mistake, which I <laughs> laughed at, uh, but you gave yourself so much grace. Where like, you know, is I think you share it, you yeah. appear um, yeah. vulnerable, you, you show your humanity, you're ba basically, you're walking the, the talk. It's mm -hmm. like what you preach is how you what you exemplify, and then um, I've also seen you use humor. Yes, yeah. You have to laugh at yourself. You <laughs> have to laugh at yourself, and and yeah, there's gonna be times that's more appropriate than others, but yeah, you need to just it, just be kind to yourself. Okay. Really, just be kind to yourself, and in the moment, like I'm making a mistake. In the moment, catch yourself. If you could laugh about it, laugh about it. Make a shift. It's really, it's not that hard, and it really isn't any big, huge secret. It's just acknowledging and validate that, yeah, this happened. This is how I feel. Now, let's move on. Let's go. You know, there might be times you make a mistake, and you need to apologize. You need to turn to the person or the corporation. Just apologize. Just say, hey, I'm sorry. This is what happened. What did we learn? What can we do? And we just move on. Mistakes are going to happen all the time. In a way, I say own them a little bit. Own that mistake that you made. And then move on. Okay. I love that. So um, redefine it. Be okay with yourself. Be kind. Um, and then really, you know, maybe introduce some humor on it. Yes. And do, yeah. do right what you need to do right if you really messed up, if you've done, if yes. you've done something. Yeah. Um, I love that. You know, you recently wrote on your website about setting goals and then getting impatient along the way and how we should enjoy the process. Uh, to me, it was such an insanely powerful piece because, and I really want you to tell us um, about that. What, what I see so much is this living in a microwave society where we want it right now. Mm-hmm. And we set goals and we want it overnight. Mm -hmm. And you all know that the biggest successes have been 20 years in the making, right? Yes. Yeah. We're so impatient. We are impatient. Incredibly. everything is so instant. So how the heck do we enjoy the process when yeah. I want it now? Yeah. I want it in three months, yeah. right? <laughs> well, you, um, you, you break it up. I mean, really, you need to slow down and enjoy the process. And that you're right. It is really hard with the instant gratification here and look I did this and like you mentioned that and takes comparison totally comparison is a huge thing and we do it all the time and there's there's this idea of comparison that could also be helpful it's like that's who I want to be like I'm gonna do what they do but then there's a comparison that you know you're instead of it motivating you it's making you feel bad you know but the the enjoying the process is like when you take 
take your goals like when you're younger and you have this goal of being an accountant and you work to make this happen and we we sometimes we get stopped by that big huge goal that big outcome and we don't enjoy the little things along the way which are so vitally important because success is going to breed success and if you if you can check yourself and see in the process of doing something that you have these little tiny successes in your goal they're gonna they're gonna roll like that big snowball that just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and just moves and moves and moves so really enjoying a process has to do with just taking the little goals that you're connecting to the big goal and take your time slow down just really focus on what you're doing right now staying present in the moment and just following one step at a time and enjoying the process you know it really is it's it's not so much being rushed to the big thing but enjoying the little parts as well well doesn't it also build our self-esteem as we do it we do these little things and instead of feeling inadequate because we haven't completed everything there is this i've done this pat on the back i feel really good about myself mm -hmm. um and then also i think for me when i look at the big goals it's never about the big goals it's about who we become in the process yes that's that's exactly true it's like who are you becoming in the process you're a different person all the time and embracing that and that includes um just breaking things down a little bit and so that you stay more engaged in what you're doing mm -hmm. and that it's it's okay that each day is going to look different each day is going to be different and you're a different person Okay. and whether it's perfect or not i love that i love this is by the way this um piece is on your blog on the on the website what mm -hmm. was the title this one was titled it was just really just enjoy the process enjoy the process i can't it was, say that enough i really highly recommend everyone reads it because it is so 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 powerful yeah. um you know for you you have recently demonstrated leadership by becoming a coach and so so many people want to make the transition right mm -hmm. now and do the work that's meaningful and what advice do you have for people when they want to you see people every single day that you work with that you help like i'm not happy i want to do what i'm born to do mm -hmm. what are some of the steps um break them down for us to actually following your dreams so to speak following your dreams is really you need to really be your number one fan mm -hmm. and you need to have trust into an intuition with yourself and also have a lot of forgiveness in yourself that when you are doing something new like making a big transition no matter what time of life you're always going to be nervous about it there's there's three steps or not i'm sorry not three steps but three processes in a way of making a transition and when you're going to be doing something new and it's one is honoring the ending of something old you got to honor that ending and instead of rushing right into the something new there's this transition of who you are and who you want to be and finding people that are doing what you want to do is really uh such an important step to take and asking the really good questions but also really just be playful listen to what your heart is telling you and trust that you're going to be led to where you need to be led and then just grab on just grab on to whatever is feeling right to you and that it's not going to happen overnight and you can't compare yourself to everyone else but find someone that you know that can dig into 
your belief system, your values, making sure that it's aligned. Because when you're working with something that's aligned with your values, it's going to feel right. And all the hard stuff you have to do to get there are going to be a lot easier if you're following that the alignment of your goals and your beliefs and your values. And um, yeah, just really find someone that's doing what you're doing. Just enjoy the process of growing and trust yourself. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of themes here, which is really yeah. beautiful. But since I have like such a phenomenal coach here in our midst, I want us to kind of workshop this. Um, you know, you again do this so successfully. What do people? What do you notice in the people that you coach? What do they struggle with the most when they want to, you know, do anything, make a, create a better life, leave their job, get a, start a business? What are, What do you notice? Are there any themes that come up with your clients? A theme that comes up a lot is that they know something's off, and they want to do something different. So they really want to work on what's what's off and trying to help them recognize that nothing is really off. You are exactly where you're supposed to be. We're just kind of creating a new you. Like the process of um, like when a snake sheds, you know, mm -hmm. they're the same but different. So you're you're different. And so a lot of people that I coach will kind of come to me a little like feeling like something is off. They, they feel like they have more to give. There's something. And so we break that down, you know, really breaking down to what's really deep inside them. And, and help them polish it up a little bit. It, How do we do that? How do I know what's inside me? By being with someone who's gonna ask some really good, deep, deep questions, break down what you think you believe about yourself and is it really true? and how you've interpreted things in life, that this happened because of this and this and this, and really, is that true? Is that really what happened? And helping people um, break apart that, that little voice in their head that tells them that they're not good enough or tells them that they're not worthy. But so it's really asking deep, deep, deep questions to break down what's really holding them back, which is usually the thoughts that they say to themselves, the interpretations assumptions that you think well this has happened to me this is going to happen again and and really digging in deep into why you think that you think and is it really true i love that yeah. so unearthing that with a that peeling it a professional. back yeah peeling um, back what we put up the walls we put up you know mm. because we all have these fears that we've created around us because this happened then that happened but breaking down those walls and breaking down the allowing you to be more vulnerable and for me as a coach giving you that safe place to really be vulnerable and really open up and connect to who you really are. And that's the beginning. Those are the beginning steps to take. There's a whole lot more, but that's where we start. Mm -hmm. No, that's really, I think that that's really beautiful and powerful because so many of us, I feel like we struggle and there's like, well, what do, you know, where do I go from here? I've heard you say recently um, in a video that you did, you talked about the uh, brain giving out commands or your words when you utter a word or a statement, you give your brain a command and it's like files, pulling out files from your from your brain, that the power of affirmations or mm -hmm. the power of, of, you know, when when you want things to be different but they're not, you can set the intention and an affirmation that you want it to be different as a first step mm -hmm. in, mm -hmm. in switching. Well, it's so interesting how important our words are for each other. So instead of saying, I wish I was, I wish I had 
more time with my kids. It's like, I love the time I have with my kids. Mm. You know, I wish I would um, make this much money. It's like, gosh, I really am happy for the money that I'm making. Like just the way that you can twist a word to still get what you want or still say what you want without saying what you don't have. I think um, that's vitally important. And going back to people that we really aspire to, those natural born leaders, that's how they react to life. Mm -hmm. like they're, they're able to, I think that they're able to make lemonade, so to speak, with sure. the lemons that Be, life gives them. Being able to pivot and shift in a moment, being a flexible, being adaptable is a huge leadership quality. And to hone that is that not everything is going to come out perfect, but to be able to have that flexibility to be able to shift your thinking, pivot your thoughts, and move on, move past things is a real huge learning or learnable leadership trait that you can have. So, okay, oh, I love yeah. that. So uh, I want to ask, actually, there was um, there's a story that if you, only if you feel comfortable um, talking about it, that is a story of surrender that I think about every time where I want to give up. Mm. And uh, believe it or not, that story that you've told me is something that I just think about so often. It's about how you came to have your daughter. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I would, I, it has really, truly, to this day, I have recounted it anonymously to others, of course. And it has moved me to the core because it was just the whole story so powerful that it left me thinking this, like, when you, at some point, you just have to release all attachment to what it is that you yes, want. Yes, And would you be comfortable sharing that story? Sure. Um, with sure. Us? Yeah. It's, um, there was a point in my life, you know, we were, my husband and I were trying to have a family. And things weren't working. And we, we've been trying for like four or five years and the infertility meds and everything. And we were moving from where we moved from one house to another. And we had a whole set of stuff for babies. We had the crib, we had the stroller, because we had gotten to the point many times of needing that stuff. And without getting too into detail, but I had done the work. I had, we had done the work to have a baby. We, we were ready and it just wasn't happening. Mm. And so I'm at the top of the driveway, we had the moving van, and I looked and I just said to the world or the God or the universe, I'm like, I'm done. I'm not going to get in my own way anymore. I've done all that I can do. You're going to have to just whatever, you know, whatever you're going to do. Try not to cry. Um, you're just going to, you're just, the universe is, I'm just going to have to trust. I'm going to trust that I did the work and I took all the baby stuff, every single piece and put it at the end of the driveway all of it all of it oh my God. all of it i got chills now. i have goosebumps all of it. you said that and it was free just go i wanted it gone i wanted to just kind of let go of how i thought things were supposed to be oh. because in my mind it wasn't working so i had to take this shift that what i do have in my life all the great things and i'm crying and i'm just like and my husband's like man you need sleep <laughs> this has been really hard buying a house doing all this stuff and i was really like releasing how I was getting in my own way of how I thought things had to be done mm. this is a lot of this is hindsight too looking back on it but it was gone in 10 minutes the person was just like what brand this? new crib brand new Cribs, everything. everything changing table the whole entire works this is in um, May 13 2005 and my husband runs and he picks up one bag which has this electronic thing in it because he's got to have these toys and um 
that was on a Friday. On a Sunday, we're all moved into our house. We haven't unpacked, and I get a phone call um, from an old family acquaintance that said, hey, I have a baby, and I can't raise it. Can you? I was like, what, 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 what? are you kidding me? And they were asking you to adopt. Yeah, they're asking me to adopt. That was, so the day she was born, and I believe truly she was born for me, was the day I gave up getting in my own way. Because oh I had done the work. We have done the work, and um, and I was just shaking. It was Sunday, and my husband was like, you know, you always move mountains. When you really want something, you move mountains. And and that Monday, I met her for the first time, and Wednesday, I took her home. And it was with it was like being pregnant for five days, and we had nothing for her to sleep in. She slept on an end table. She slept in a laundry basket. She slept in a <laughs> drawer until people came together and said, because we're broke now because we're adopting this person. And, but the whole point of the story was I had to trust in a higher power that what I was meant to do was be a mother, but just get out of my own way. So I want to think about that with coaching. I'm really meant to be a coach. Does it always happen exactly how I want it to happen? I don't know, but trusting the process. And that's what I try to coach people through is trusting the process. Well, I am tearing out. I'm trying not to cry. <laughs> because I really, if you're listening to this, my dear, my dear, beautiful people, this is why this story has made such an impact on me. Um, and truly why I think, uh, why, why it has made such a, a resonant statement in my memory because there was something so raw and honest. And I think we've all come to the point where it's like, I just, I, it's almost, it's not, I give up, no, but I give up the, the striving. I give up, I surrender it all. It's, it's really, it's, it's really that inner feeling of I just can't try to push so hard at something that just is naturally going to happen. You know, and what I mean is I didn't mean like give up completely, but maybe give up in the sense that this is how I think it should be going. Mm. So when you think about the people making a transition, it's like, why, why can't I, I'm doing all the right things. Why can't I make this work for me? And it's just, you are doing all the right things. Yeah. You just need to kind of work through trusting to get the help when you need to get help we couldn't do it on our own we had to do it a, a different process and mm -hmm. really just trusting that when you do the work and you have the faith and the trust it might not look like the way you want it to look like but however it ends up it could not be any better like oh. it could not be any better oh my <laughs> God, God. Yeah, no. isn't that amazing it is amazing even though now she's 15 <laughs> i feel like with a 15 year old <laughs> But there's nothing in my heart that doesn't say she was meant for us. Oh. And that had to be with me trusting the process. My goodness, and the timing. Like, I just, like, I think everyone's going to just get goosebumps about, about the story. Um, and a, a really powerful lesson in, I think, the people who know law of attraction will really yes. right now. Because that kind of works in it. It's like, I hear it is, and then I surrender all attachment to mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. And I can just, I'm receptive, whatever. I've done the work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now I won, right? And mm -hmm. I think that that's um, very powerful. Very often, um, I, I will I will say when you're pushing against something, it's not it. Mm -hmm. And I think every time where there's a friction or striving, that there's an energy around it that's very conflicted. Mm -hmm. And I think just walking away and just surrendering, mm -hmm. all of a sudden you're like, what? 
Where, yeah. Right? Because you, yeah. you, there are no more, you know, barriers. Well, you still have that dream and that passion in your heart, in your soul, in your gut. And you still feel like this is really what should be happening. It's the how is it happening? Is uh. it happening the way that I want it to? Or could there be another way that I'm not thinking about? And that's, that I think is a little bit of the key is like, we think we have to control everything. But don't give up that heart and that soul that whatever it is that you're dreaming of, don't give that up. But maybe you need to relax a little bit on how it's getting there. You know, give give the universe or the people around you some time to feel what you're feeling. I guess it's just a, it might seem really foo-foo and, and hoity, no. I don't care, but that's the truth. I love that's it. Truth. I love it. Uh, Bonnie, why do people come to you? What What are some of the things that people struggle with when they seek you out as a coach? People come to see me, I think that because I hopefully, that's what I'm hoping and that's what I hear back, is that I am able, I'm enabling them to really um, look deep into who they really are and feel safe to be able to and challenge them to do things they didn't think they could do things they hadn't thought that they could do so when people come to me they come to me because they feel stuck they've been feeling stuck for longer than normal they're everything is good everything is fine but they're just not feeling right and so they come to me and they explore. We explore together. I have a lot of clients that are new and emerging leaders. And it's like, how could I do this better? I know this is what I should be doing, but how could I do it better? What can you see that I don't see? So those are the people that I work with. And I enjoy every single second of it. It's I amazing. know you do. What's so funny is there are certain things that, you know, I think that you can really... Um, you can learn and get better at. I think coaching is one of those. I know, but coaching is one of those things that I think you can learn how to do the actual coaching. But to be a naturally born coach is different because of the energy you bring into it. Mm. Do you see what I mean? Mm -hmm. I do. I it's, do. Thank you. It's just, yeah. and you, I know we both agree on that. When you told me I'm born to do this, like I got shivers. I'm like, uh -huh. you really are because you are, um, and I know this because I've worked with you and I've seen you coach. Mm -hmm. You are such a natural, natural mm -hmm. coach. And I think you care so freaking much. Like never sometimes too much about, yeah. sometimes too much and right? that's yeah uh, but that's that's um a downside of an empath and someone who, who cares but you do it i think you hold that space really brilliantly for others and i well, i i, I want to tell you it's beautiful to watch well thank you and that um yeah i remember our first conversation and i think we both are saying that we plan on doing this until we die yes and my daughter will tell me mom you're gonna coach me in the grave <laughs> you'll be in the grave you'll still be coaching me you'll still be i'll hear something inside you that you said and but that's my hope and that's why i think it's just such an amazing thing to fall into what do you want your legacy to be i want my legacy to be that when people think of me that they felt good about themselves, mm -hmm. that they felt that they could do anything, um, either maybe something that I've said or just simply maybe how they felt. If I touched them in a way that they can feel good about themselves, that's really what I want. That's really beautiful. Oh, uh, beautiful. Okay, where can people find you and how can they work with you? They can, well, my website, bonnieoharagraph.com, and... Um, just simply just give me a call and I work with them. My hours are very flexible in the sense that I kind of, I'm, I'm open to 
all times, all times of talking to each other. And so usually we do it on Zoom or do it on phone call, but check out my website and or my Instagram and I'm so available any which way, okay. you know, it's just, I'm trying to think of, there isn't a time I'm not really available. Okay, and we have those, we're going to have your website listed in the, mm -hmm. here in the description mm -hmm. so people can, um, mm -hmm. can give you a call. Yeah, thank you. Bonnie, this is, first of all, I love you dearly, okay. you know that, and this was, this Same was thing. such a beautiful synergy today. Thanks. Right? Yeah, I felt it too. I felt like, okay, I don't know what she's going to ask me, I don't know <laughs> if I'm going to have a clear thought on this, but... But yeah, thank you so much for this opportunity and the invite. I so enjoyed it. It's been such a, such a pleasure, and I, I highly recommend that that people do reach out and they get to know you better because you're just you're just brilliant. So well, thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Yasna. It was my pleasure all the way. Well, there you have it, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in. It means the world. Please share with anyone that might find this useful and go ahead to all iTunes stations and please give us a five-star rating. So much love for you all. Please, please, please know that everything can be different. You're worthy. You're good enough. And let's up-level together.